0: Welcome to the program Got a big name, guess. Won a couple of slams, yeah Just Beating all the best He wants you to know that this is not a safe space. His opinions are out there,
1: right in your face. It's your Hong Creek,
0: your hunt here now. What the hell are we planning here? The at the Net talk show. It's your concrete. Talk show. It's Johan
2: Creek. Welcome, fans of The Great Game. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 28, AJC. 28, my man. Man of Ethernet Podcast with AJ Chabria. That would be you, wouldn't it? That's yes, sir. AJC and CB1, that's That'd me. That would be you. Who are talking the great game of tennis as it seems, seems to just- us. Thanks also go out to our good amigos at Tex-Mex Productions. That would be Darian D. Mac McBrayer and Dave the Brain DeLeo from back of the house who are on the soundboards, moving the dials and buttons to make us sound like real people tonight. We're real, aren't we? We
0: are real, and so is our guest, folks. I know a lot of people are tuning in especially for this. Yeah. It's and gonna I'm be- very proud, yeah. Also be sure to check out our
2: good work on SoundCloud, Fireside, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all the important communication sites that you kids find popular. And if you're a female... Sorry, guys. would like to read the opening intro for the Athenet podcast and be an Athenet girl, let us know. Because we're always looking for new female voices, right, AJ? Even in a foreign language, yeah. Yeah, ooh-la-la,
0: la, yeah, right? Yeah, man. Woo-hoo,
2: all right. Yes. Well, we are honored and privileged once again to have
0: Johan f- Kree. Yes, our first repeat guest. and yes. He's an este- esteemed colleague of ours and a two-time Australian Open champ. Cannot think of... Uh, Anybody better to uh, to have an all's open preview show. Is the Australian Open going? It's it just started oh, my man. Oh it did. Yeah, huh? I, I just yeah. one of my favorite Ramones songs where they do the Hey, oh, let's go. go. So I'm <laughs> I'm feeling that and I'm happy and uh uh, the folks at home can see Craig Bell has his sheriff's hat on. I'm the sheriff tonight. You are. You're the boss. I'm not, and I, I'm not the chief. I'm the sheriff <laughs> yeah, tonight. usually he's the chief. Usually I'm the chief, but now I'm going to be the sheriff. Ode to his uh, Native American heritage. And my piece of flair is not a cowboy hat, but uh, an Oz Open shirt, you an do? Aussie flag on right. my uh, sleeve in honor of Johan winning a couple of those when yes. I was... Uh, Eleven and twelve, he beat Steve Denton in nineteen eighty. When you were a little nipper, playing under uh, a little nipper playing twelve and unders. That's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, See. without further ado, Johan Creek. What's up, Johan? How are you? Yes, sir. Good evening, guys. Welcome.
2: Nice to be on the podcast again. Thanks, hey, Thank you. Gosh, no, we, we appreciate you coming back and being second time. We thought we might have run you off after the first <laughs> round, but I guess that uh, we didn't do so bad after all, right? <laughs> no, the first one was so bad, I figured the second got to be better. <laughs> it was on our part, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're really happy to have you back, especially two-time champion played the same guy in the finals twice. How was that? You know, usually, you know, if you beat him once, it, usually he'll get you the second time, but you didn't let that happen, did you? Steve Denton.
1: Yeah, my old buddy Steve Denton from Texas. Uh, yeah, just how the drawers uh, sometimes come out, and, uh, and I happen to play Steve there twice. I mean, if we look at each other now, we're like, what happened to us 40 years later? But
2: uh, uh, I think you look better man, than Steve I... does. Sorry, Steve, but uh, I think uh, johann has got you beat on this, and you might beat him again. <laughs>
1: So uh, no, it was uh, it was a different time. I mean, we played at Kuyong which at that time was on grass, and now they, uh, in '86 they moved it over to Flinders Park downtown, yeah. closer to the city. And uh, you know, Melbourne is a very European-flavored city. I love it there. I love Australia. In fact, after I won the second one, I was seriously considering moving to Australia. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, yeah, I really did. I was uh, I was seriously thinking about it, but. Uh, yeah, it didn't happen, but uh, I love Australia. I mean, I could I could be there now. I'm, I'm bummed that I'm not there, but I was there two years ago with my whole family
0: and my kids, and we had a wonderful time. Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah, that sounds like it's – I'm going. I'm getting ready to leave Wednesday, believe it or not. I'm going back for a second time. You're yesterday. going down in a couple I'm, days. I'm yeah. going down there again. You know, they, they were dragging me to go back, and I said, well, why not? I'm, I've am i got some members already down there, and I thought, like, oh, yeah, I could be talked into going down there. Australia, other than the plane fight, Johan probably – You know, said he'd like to live there. I'd I'd like to live there. I might not come back. You know, I just I might be doing the remote remote location from Melbourne or or Sydney. Do you you have a favorite city? City just out of curiosity. Yeah.
0: Which Australian city is your favorite?
1: Um, Yeah, I just uh, I love the European cities, and I think Melbourne has a very great uh, great feel for it. Sort of like a Brussels type of city, and uh, it's got the tram cars. It's it's a nice city. It's got the Yarra River running through it, and it's right there next to the. Melbourne, uh sports grounds the mcj yes and uh they uh they're just a very young city and it's a it's a very cosmos city i mean sydney is very very uh, uh international and uh it's sort of the gateway city for asia and so forth but uh, i just love australia i just uh, one of these days if uh, if i still have the guts i want to get an rv and drive around australia
0: now, that would be cool yeah stuff. that would be really cool yeah the whole it's a huge continent um, i'm sure it's three or four time zones too you you'd probably go western australia up in the, the bush and down to south australia adelaide and all that and then you're probably yeah, very I'll yeah I I'll take my time That's Can, can awesome. we
2: go with I've you? Yeah up. we're going to invite ourselves can we go with you? Absolutely. Yeah, we want in on
0: this uh, on this RV trip. That's Oh class. man,
2: yeah, uh, that would yeah. be awesome. Have you have you traveled all over australia? Have you been to you know like Brisbane and out to Perth? Ayers Rock in the middle. Um, yeah, I've played uh, I've never been to Ayers Rock. Uh, I've never been to Alice Springs. But uh,
1: and funny enough, for my final year in high school in South Africa, we had to do a thesis on a, on a, a town like Alice, which oh. is a wonderful book. But um, no, I just uh, been to all of those cities pretty much. Perth. I've uh, been to uh, Adelaide, Brisbane. Uh, never been to Tasmania. Never been to even New Zealand. So uh, yeah. Got to make a few
0: more trips down there. What about the tropical north, like Darwin, like uh, really further up? Um, no i haven't been to down no. so that's on your rv for sure on your uh, itinerary it's on the yeah. Johan creek list i, I better I bring some extra extra gas tanks for that one. <laughs> for sure
2: i have a friend that drove from perth to melbourne he was uh, one of my australian friends and he said that uh, they drove for a tournament back in juniors and they drove on the wrong side of the road for about 50 miles because, just for something to do because there wasn't anybody <laughs> out there and there weren't any, there weren't any gas stations too he said you didn't want to run out of gas and oh, no that's not no, the place wait. to do it
1: we had a similar situation. I actually drove with a friend of mine, uh, uh, Paul Avers, who since has unfortunately passed away. South African. When we were young, and we played a satellite uh, tour in South Africa called the Sugar Circuit. Yes. And uh, and we drove through the Karoo to Cape Town, and there are stretches there on that road. There's like 180 miles, no gas station, and wow. that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, there's some uh, there's some desolate places around the world that we drove to. Yeah,
2: that's, uh yeah. I remember him saying I was like 50 miles one way Mm -hmm. on the other wrong side (laughs) on the wrong side he goes yeah he goes hey there's nothing to do so you got to keep your your mind entertained out there or you get white line fever i guess some of the truck drivers that drive that that uh, route uh, have a tendency to maybe fall asleep or drive off the off the road and, and
0: they don't find them for a while so we in america we have parts of new mexico and maybe west texas and parts of arizona maybe but i don't know about 50 miles
2: that's, no, that, that's, 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 remarkable. that's a long stretch. Yeah, yeah. I remember him saying 50 miles. It was something something crazy like that from Perth to Melbourne. But, I no mean, that's 2,000 miles. It's not no. like it's you know next door. So you've <laughs> yeah. you got a little bit of time. But well, uh, let's talk about a little Australian yes. Open. Yeah, yeah, the first slam of the year. I that's love right. it. The, the best slam. I, I was wondering, Johan, did you ever have to play qualies? Did you ever? Because I thought that, that would be kind of an interesting question to yeah. start off with. Or did you automatically get in? Or how did that kind of work back when you were playing? Um,
1: you know, obviously, back when we played, it was quite a bit of a different uh, tour. I mean, they were really uh, a slow-court player tour, and there was a fast-court player tour. So, um, you know, a lot of guys didn't go down to Australia back in the day. Uh, Borg, Connors, McEnroe didn't really go down there very often because mm-hmm. the, the Australian Open was, was sort of a, a way out of the way. It didn't have the cachet quite as much as it has today in terms of the slams, but it obviously it's completely changed around. But, uh, so I, I didn't qualify, I, uh, I was straight into the draw, I think my first tournament was in 1981, and uh, so uh, went down to Australia and got lucky, won the first one, and then I went back for the second one and won that, so um, <laughs> a lot of fond memories of, of Australia, so I uh, had some warm-up tournaments before that, I played in Adelaide a couple of times, played in... Uh, White City played in Sydney. Sometimes the Sydney tournament was actually the '82 uh, Australian Open that I won. I think Sydney was the week after, and it was just such a downer for me. I think I lost first round. I just want to get out
3: of there. So
1: it uh, wasn't too, too pretty. But uh, now it's uh, it's uh, you know looking at it and watching it on TV now. I mean, Serena was up there. She's uh, I guess she's up three love. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you know things are moving along it's the first day, so they're 14 hours ahead of the US so Eastern 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 time. So uh, yeah, I, I watch a lot of tennis. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a, a lot of memories from that place. I really. Uh-huh. Am.
2: So That's so you won. It was on grass at the time you
0: won it, correct? Yeah, in, in November, yeah. right end of the year.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, my it's funny. My tournament was uh, that I won it in '81 and in '81 I won in '80 80, the '82 tournament. I won. It so I'm the only professional player to have won two grand slams <laughs> with the same name the same, same calendar year.
2: <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That that was that oddity at that. Yeah, point. But, but yeah. But on grass. I the dates around. The, did you like playing on grass? Was that one of your favorite services? Obviously. Yeah. I was. Uh, I
1: was. You know. I I was always thinking I was going to always do better at Wimbledon, but I think Wimbledon really the the weather was such a was such a factor, and uh, depending on when you hit it, you know, I was uh, I was more of a hot uh, hot weather player and fast courts in Australia was very, very fast, and the courts were pretty much dead by the time you get to the finals, so Hmm. the ball didn't even come up. uh, But a lot of serving volley back in the day, so, yeah, it was a very different tournament.
2: So did did you have to play seven matches? grass
1: grass was one of my favorite services. I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but I did win seven of my 14 tournaments on grass. Half
2: of them, wow. Did did you have to win seven matches at the time also? Yeah. Wow, okay, so it was was two weeks full of uh, tennis then. Exactly, but I have to say that in '81, I think they also had the rules. I have to look at the
1: draw. I, I, you know, it's been so long; I got to look at it. But I think that we played best of three-set matches until the quarters. quarter. quarters. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
2: Interesting. So, yeah. That, but would you advocate for that? You know, to move the tournament along? Do you think that's it's five sets is too much? Uh, is one of the changes, or possibly?
1: I think with all the changes we're already seeing. You know, we've got all these new things like the ATP Cup, we've got the Labor Cup. Um, You know, they're all three-set matches. I'm a purist in that sense. I think the Grand Slam should always be five sets, but make them all five-set tiebreakers. Don't play a tiebreaker like Wimbledon did at 12-all or whatever they had it. You know, like what happened with Djokovic and Federer. I mean, he played three horrible tiebreakers Federer did, unfortunately. But, Yeah. uh, yeah, I just think that they should make all the Grand Slams if the ITF. Should just make uniform rules, and it's five sets from day one, first match on, um, you know, and just make it all five set power That that makes sense.
0: And and the fifth set breaker would be at six all, like it is at the U.S. Open.
1: Yeah, why yeah. make it twelve all? It doesn't no, matter. Sure. I mean, it's like yeah. ridiculous. I mean, you play, you know, like uh, I mean, they obviously they obviously saw their. Anticipated a mahout Isner situation. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's still going and, uh, on. isn't It <laughs>
1: blew the rule book completely in half, so they had to change that. Yeah, uh, because it made absolutely no sense. The guys served so big and so accurately. So um, yeah, so they made some rule changes. But I think that all the all the Grand Slams should just be pretty much the same. You know, just five set, five set just period.
2: Smart, interesting uh, that the qualifying people. <laughs> Made uh, if you if you got to the first round of qualifying, you got twenty thousand dollars for showing up. And then if you made it to the finals, you got you had to win three rounds. So if you lost in the finals, third round of qualifying, you got 50 50 grand. What was it like to win the Australian Open 81 82? What was your check? Do you recall, you know, what you received out of this? This is I just would it be <laughs> a little less? Funny. That's
1: pretty funny. Okay, <laughs> this, this is the honest to God truth. Okay. So the first year I won it in nineteen eighty one. I won seventy two thousand Australian dollars. Okay, wow. Okay, seventy two. That's so not bad. At that time, it was like one point five Australian dollars to the US dollar. So mm. about fifty, so roughly. So by the time, yeah. So it was around fifty two
0: thousand.
1: Uh. Then I went to the purchase office to get up my check, and they go, "Oh, how long have you been in Australia?" I said, "Yeah, four weeks. I played two other tournaments, had a week off, and then I played the Australian. And they go, "Oh."
3: Mm.
2: So you
1: crossed the threshold, so your taxes is
2: sixty eight percent. You're like,
1: Oh man. So they took sixty eight percent of my fifty thousand US. Sixty eight? Wow. Sixty eight percent. So I and then after expenses, I left Australia with like twelve
2: thousand dollars. Mm. Wow. Golly, after it's all 68, so let's get you about down to twenty thousand. And the uh, expenses another eight thousand, so you said about twelve thousand dollars. Wow. Almost better not to play. Sounds like just <laughs> but, spend some you know, time in South Africa. I, I honestly
1: can't really, I can't really bitch too much because I talked to Rod yeah. Laver a couple of weeks ago, yeah, and uh, I saw him at the Knicker Cup, and he said, you know, and we were telling stories, and then he, uh, his stories are so hilarious. I mean, because those these were real barnstormers,
0: yeah. And
1: uh, he said, well, I won Wimbledon twice. Five, six years apart, whatever, seven years apart. Yep. One, one, and they gave me a firm handshake and a boy and a voucher for five pounds, and he could only buy a T-shirt.
2: Not even a Foster's. Attaboy a
1: boy and a firm handshake.
2: a boy, a boy, not even a Foster's, not even a Foster's beer. Come not, on, not, not even a VV
1: or a, yeah. That was really. so funny, but the way they say and then the way he says it in his Aussie accent is hilarious. <laughs>
2: That's great. But it, at least. Are you are you glad they're making more money? Are you glad to see that uh, finally there might be something on the horizon? It seems like I'm looking at the, the stadium behind us, and that stadium is pretty packed, and I was watching. First round, packed. Packed. I mean, probably 40,000, 50,000 people there. Did were, How many people were really showing up when you when you all were playing? Were there 20,000, 15,000 a day or more?
1: Oh, no, there were a lot of people. No, I would say. You know, even uh, if I look at the old movies, you know, I think there was some open seats when I played in the finals, but uh, he was pretty packed at Kuyong, so it probably helped. I don't know, 15,000 people, yeah. 12,000, I don't know, yeah. I, like, but I've got to check it out, but um, no, I mean, I think, uh, look, tennis is, uh, is going to go through some major changes in the next uh, couple of years, I mean, obviously Roger is getting uh, on in years, and who knows how long he's going to play, and who knows his, his knees are going to hold up, and you know, Djokovic has definitely still a few more years left, so, uh, you know, if those two or three guys sh- stop playing, it, uh, you know, hopefully there's some younger guys that can absolutely pick up the mantle and make the sport as exciting as this generation was, but, you know, um, we hope that every generation comes forward and they make it exciting, and probably they will, because that just seems to be the case, mm. but, uh, women's tennis is doing exceptionally well, I mean, they've got a lot of good, good kids playing, and, uh, so, um, uh, you know, I just think that uh, the way of the world now is instant gratification, so maybe the, the individual sport is going to be squeezed into some fashion to change law, uh, rules so that they play only three sets, but I'm a purist and I suggest they play five sets at Wimbledon and then people will just know that that's the kind of the big, the big four. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the Labour Cup was very well received over the last couple of years, it's Roger's idea, and with labor involved, I think it's just been a very, very classy Davis Cup or Ryder Cup style type of tournament. So right. that's a little bit different. Then the ATP came up with the ATP Cup to kind of keep tennis in Asia for quite a bit of time. And uh, you know, now the season for uh, the off season for the ATP Tour is incredibly short.
0: It's it's unprecedented. Yeah. It's the what shortest it? ever. Was
1: it 48 hours? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to hear these guys bitch and moan about. Oh, I'm so tired. The season is too long because every time a big check gets flapped in front of their faces, they go. and are like, yes. I, I, I don't blame them for it, but you know, I think you know, which brings me to this point. I think that Federer is probably in the best shape of all of them he, because he, he didn't he didn't play to the, the ATP mm-hmm. Cup. I don't know if it was a political no. reason, but uh, he might be in the best shape to 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 take the title this year because he's fresh and these other guys have been beaten up. Even Djokovic played a lot of tennis already. Yeah, he,
0: he, uh, and, uh, Federer had an actual off-season, not 48 hours, and those guys played both Davis Cup in Madrid and ATP Cup down in Australia.
1: Exactly. So yeah. they never really stopped. So it remains to be seen. But, you know, Djokovic is such an athlete and, uh, you know, he still has to be the, uh, the ultimate, uh, favorite for winning it, um, yeah. the way he's been playing. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah. The ATP Cup is, is exciting. I mean, I think that the, the new the new tennis fan coming to the table uh, is probably more millennial-like, and they like this fast action and multicolored. So they see a lot of different players, and they see the old players play with the young guys. Right. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a new formula, and I think it works well. And obviously, TV. There's just tremendous much amount of money on the professional side now. It's just amazing. The, the prize money increased by 12 percent.
0: It's up 12%. And though I'm not a millennial and I don't have a short attention span, I'm fine with, like you said, the, the color, the, the, uh, the shorter format. I'm fine with that. And um, the fact that it's team. I mean, team anything, whether it's college tennis or Davis Cup and Labor Cup and ATP Cup, it's engaging and more engaging uh, than, than anything but a slam. Yeah, I think uh, I think that the uh, the, the the ongoing uh,
1: changes in tennis, uh, as women play more together with the men, I think that's very smart. I think yeah. everybody wins at the end of the day. Uh, sponsors do well with that, so uh, so I think we will see more and more maybe tournaments, perhaps not so much on the 250 side, but maybe there's going to be some more consolidation happening. I don't know if it's possible, but uh, it just seems like the women and men playing together really hits uh, a sweet spot.
0: Yeah.
1: Individual tournaments suffer more, except for a very few of the 250s make money. I do really well. Uh, Houston, Delray, a couple others, but, you know, a lot of them suffer. But, um, no, I think this team thing is great. It's just funny to me that uh, the ATP Cup comes to the four um, and squeezes in there in Asia and mostly in Australia. But then... Yeah. Uh, most of the players, Djokovic and Nadal, were talking about Davis Cup at the, at the, at the, at the prize-giving. It was yeah. hilarious. I'm like, well, this is not Davis Cup, guys. This is the ATP Cup, but that's how close they feel to it. You know, yeah. The Davis it's cup, it's, it's that camaraderie. So I know what they were saying, but it was just kind of funny how they were using Davis Cup. Now, I don't know if the real Davis Cup was going to survive. I really don't.
2: Do they you think they'll, they'll uh, bridge the two, maybe at some point? Maybe ATP Cup and Davis Cup kind of mold into one cup?
1: that remains to be seen those are the, those are the, the the city fathers of those arenas will probably have to make a decision you know there can only be so many chefs in the kitchen and i just i feel bad that davis cup has taken such a historic thing and maybe it's uh, it's on its last legs i don't know no. I, I hope it's not but uh, who knows you know things can sometimes happen for the best and maybe things consolidate and everybody moves on and is happy about it so i don't know remains to be seen i,
2: I got a question uh, you intrigued me about two minutes ago. You said that we were talking about Roger managing his schedule. Can a guy manage his schedule too much? Is it because you know, is is there a balance? Did you ever have to manage your schedule? Did you like to play, or or did you like to have a little break? You know, are you fresher when you play better when you play more, or do you need to back off a little bit? Yeah, very, very, uh, very legitimate
1: question. Um, well, you know, when you first came on a tour, look, I mean, when you first came on a tour, you were just a rookie grinder playing challengers out of your gazoo play everywhere you could get in and then suddenly you're in this tour for the first year and you're just so happy to make money and survive and you play every tournament and then you sort of It's kind of like you put yourself through the, you put your tournament through the sieve of of likability or where is my most likely scenario where I can do well. So obviously a fast court player like me is not going to play a lot of clay court tournaments. Yeah. And uh, so I had to sort of after two years figure out, okay, this is my, this is basically my plan for the spring. And that's my, in the the U.S. And then the winter uh, season in Europe was always three or four weeks. And then I come back to the States. So I, I really worked on my schedule really well, and I I did really try to take at least a month off after the Masters was in New York in Madison Square Garden by the first week in December so that I could be ready to play the Australian, so, you know, if I had at least two or three weeks off before the start of the new year with the Australian Open or warm-up tournaments for that, uh, that's kind of how my circuit went, you know, Mm -hmm. I went to Europe twice a year, I never really went to South America, I didn't go to India. Uh, also because of the politics and being a South African done, and then yeah. becoming an American, I never played Davis Cup. It was just such a can of worms. Um, yeah. So I never played Davis Cup. So that never really affected my, my, my scheduling. But uh, uh, I would have really liked to play Davis Cup, at least myself and Kevin Curran. I think we would have done well. That's world class a different time. World-class team,
0: yeah.
2: But did you practice when you were off? Like say you are off for a couple of weeks, or did you actually get away, get away, not hold a racket? You know, interested- no, i
1: would i would completely go away for at least a week from tennis at least a week maybe two sometimes not to pick up a racket and just completely re you know retrain your brain to, to live a normal life and yeah. and then uh, and then i would hit the gym a little bit and then start playing again and uh, you know that's kind of how i did it i uh, i really tried to take some time away
2: they go, go go surf a little bit down in uh yeah, Johannesburg or or Cape Town.
1: No, I was you know, I wasn't living. I was living in Naples, Florida. Oh, you lived here, so okay. yeah. I would, uh, I would always come back to Florida and, and, and practice here because it you know it's nice weather in the no winter. Mm-hmm. So uh, we would take some time off in November after the Masters or so, and then just all the whole of December just be at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, back then, early eighties was Australia was was late in the year, so uh, mm-hmm. we had to we had to get ready. So uh, by the time uh, December twentieth ran around, we had to go back to Australia. In the dead
2: of summer. Well, moving on to Australia, who who are you thinking on the women's side? Yeah, let's start with women's singles,
0: Johan. Who are you thinking? You know, know, it's funny. They
1: said that uh, Serena Williams is still the the odds-on favorite to win it. Um, Might very well be, but uh, I just think that there might be a breakout of somebody coming through there. And... uh, you know, let me just get to my. Uh, yeah, tournament. you've got uh, your draws. Uh, up. Aussie,
0: Aussie Ash is number one seed. That's my f- personal favorite. You like Aussie
1: Ash? My favorite. And then like, if uh, if I had a daughter, yeah, I'd want Ash, her. You know, but it's funny. Um, I like her a lot. I think she will. She will probably uh, get going more uh, as she uh, as she wins a few more a few more uh, matches. I think she'll she'll probably get going, but. Um, You know, she's kind of been uh, on a slide a little bit. She's she's not done much lately. But I think being down in Australia, maybe she had some good, good, uh, good time off and practicing hard and being in the hometown. I think it'll be, uh, uh, it'll
0: be good for her. I I think so too. uh, And she she just did. uh, Even though she didn't have a great winter, she did win Shanghai or the year, the WTA year end. And she just won Adelaide this past Sunday or this past. So was it Friday, yeah. Saturday, uh, something like that. Saturday, yeah. yeah, she won
2: Adelaide. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. But right. get, get a little Vegemite
2: and a little four and twenty meat pie, you know, under you, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> earn earn one twenty ounce VV. Yeah, there yeah. you go. A yeah. couple of couple of mangoes. Uh,
1: uh, that's <laughs> I so, like you. it. No, I mean she's she's in fine form, so she's in, in good shape to come through. But I, uh, I I hope she wins it. I think it'll be great for tennis. Uh, you know, Osaka won it last year, that's I guess. Joy. So uh, we'll
0: see. I have a feeling you you're a fan of Plishkova, Karolina Plishkova.
1: Well, I, I am. I I think she's a she's a cool chick. And
0: my, yeah, my definitely. Karolina too. That's right. My, my
1: cool. wife's best friend
0: is Karolina. Cool name. name after
1: her. But uh, my daughter had to go and see her. It was the funniest story. But anyway, she did she get she did finally get an autograph two or three hours later. But I love um, it. And you're, yeah, you're. I mean, she's a great player, but she also hasn't been turning it on too much lately. But um, nice player, I like her.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: let's see.
2: Um, uh, Osaka? Do you like Naomi Osaka? She just won her just just a match just a l- couple of minutes ago. I was watching, and I know that she she won her match. You know, the the reigning Australian Open champion. Uh, she just, yeah. she doesn't look like she I ever think, was happy. I think she. I think she's uh, she's
1: also in there. I think it's Barky, her, and uh, Serena. If Serena makes it through the first two three rounds. Yeah. Uh, Coco Golf. I mean, uh, you know, if she gets past Venus, I think she'll be a, she'll be a, a tough one to beat. Uh, she's a new and young up- upcomer, so uh, she
3: could she could go very deep. But this little fireplug, Sonia Keenan from a, from America. yes yeah, she's, yeah. she's, she's a very she's a very tough little player, and she's from Florida. She's not too far from here. Yeah.
1: But um, you know, I um, I would say those are pretty much my pick for uh, you know, Ostapenka, Who knows? I mean, if she's in a good mood, she can play really well.
0: Big hitter. That um, kid's got oh, yeah, gutsy game. Yeah. Very
1: hard. Uh, you know, Sharapova. Look, she got a wild card. Who knows? Maybe she can go deep. I like that Sabalenka girl. I mean, she's huge. Mm-hmm. She says big. She's, yeah. she's a big hitter. She's 11 seed. Um,
2: you know, she could maybe make a, make some noise. Who knows? So uh, one of the guys on the uh, broadcast uh, from Facebook, Jeff Coleman, uh, weighing in on Simona Hallop What do you think about Simona Hallop?
0: Yeah, it's a good. She's song. back in
2: K- with Killer Cahill. She's back with Killer. Oh, uh, she's back with Killer.
1: This is like this is like the Sunny and Cher show. Here <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh,
1: my God. It's like, you know, voluntarily seven wives. (laughs) On and off, on and off. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, she's a a hell of a competitor. I think if they hit their stride, I mean, she could win it. She could definitely win it. I mean, she's a, you know, she's a tough cookie, and um, that's what I hear. But uh, you know what about Kerber? I mean, Kerber
0: hasn't done much lately, mm. and uh, she's she's 17th seed, so she's still around. Yeah,
1: she's um, still around, and you a know, champ. From America, another one, Taylor Townsend. Nobody has given this girl a lot. She's a lefty, and she plays really well. This is playing pagula, which is another American. Lefty, uh, and she, she attacks relentlessly,
0: and has a slice backhand that bothers uh, just about everybody, and seems to right. have those fade volleys that bother a lot of women who stand on or behind the baseline. Yeah. She's going to
1: play Pliskova in the what is it second round or something yeah. or third round rather if she goes through. Yeah. So um, you know we'll see we'll see what what happens. But
2: um, what about Kvitova? Uh, yeah. You think Petra Kvitova has a chance? I mean she's she's Check. always she's always, yeah she's the kind of a loose Czech lefty with a lot of power. Yep. Yeah, she's kind of like a Lexus, you
0: know, she's quiet, but she's very effective. That's a no. That's a Johan no, in other words. I mean, being a Porsche guy, that's not the biggest compliment I know. No, she's definitely not a Porsche. I think she's more of a Lexus. Not a Chevrolet, but a Lexus. No, no, no. Effective. (laughs) Quiet, quiet, but effective. I like it. All right. Uh, yeah,
1: now yes. Georgie no, could be like a Corvette, you know. Yeah, she's, Camilla. She's, she's, oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, she's uh, she's easy on the ice when the guys come and watch yeah. tennis.
2: So, uh, you <laughs> Is know, that a Ferrari a or Maserati? No question. But, yeah. Ferrari, Maserati. You know,
0: maybe like like that. Let's go Maserati because yeah. she's from Italy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I think she's a little. Uh,
1: she's a. She's probably a little more of a. Lamborghini. Maybe. I love it. little edgy, a little edgy, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. So, anybody else stand out on the women's side? Do, do you have a, a dark horse maybe off the, off the, uh, the radar screen you maybe know, that's not seated? I
1: love to watch uh, the, the, the girl C. Uh, how
0: do you say her last name? C-H-S-I-E-S. Oh, the I think they say uh, Shea. Charlotte. I think they pronounce it Shea.
1: She, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just like she looks like a mom that just uh, sort of put the kids to bed. Oh God, I gotta go play. Oh, match. I gotta go play. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I mean, she just looks like uh, she's not a tennis player at all, and yeah. she completely drives people insane. She does. She it.
0: she doesn't miss, and her return of serve is is top five in the world. Wouldn't you say?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she she looks like uh, you know like. What was that movie with Anthony Hopkins when he was a New Zealander, and he took that Indian motorcycle and just went racing on the
2: Pony oh, and Oh, that's right. Was uh, under, that was the one he was amazing, out in Salt, <laughs> Salt Lake. He, yes, you're right. Uh, what was the He was title? out in the Great Salt Lake. He was, yeah, I know you're talking about.
1: Oh, man. Uh, it's called The Indian or something. The, the Indian. And, uh, I, I
2: think the, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And, at the uh, World you know, speed he ended
1: like up, making the world record for a speed on an Indian bike, but it's so funny. It's like duct tape and... You know, parts and stuff. And this, is what she reminds me of. I was like, you know, let me just back up my bag quickly yeah. and
0: come play. Hey, and it. our mutual friend Jeff Coleman is chiming in, talking about Garbina Muguruza just got to the semis of a tournament but hasn't won many matches but has a new coach now. Huh.
1: Well, she's playing Rogers to uh, the qualifier. Yeah. So uh, that might be a little bit tough for her because, you know, if you're in Australia in that heat and you get used to it, especially now with the the situation that they had with the fires, I with guess, it rained yeah. quite a bit there, so maybe things have cleaned up. But uh, yeah, um, she, uh, she has not; uh, she hasn't turned on the world either, you know. So yeah. it's kind of funny how some of these girls have uh, sort of flatlined
0: a little bit. Yeah, Michelle. I mean, she could be fresh. Um, so you know, that could be a good call. I know Jeff's a big fan of hers. And uh, what about uh, Mad- Maddie? Keys? Yeah, let's go to our American girl. Yeah, Maddie Keys is always she's, she's kind of the one that yeah, I always I mean, think she, she carries a big stick
1: with that forehand and that serve. Right. And she yeah. Can smack yeah. But, uh, yeah, again, um, you know, she, she needs to break through in a big way, and she, uh, she has that capability. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of Americans on the women's side. It's amazing how many Americans are playing in the draw. Yeah. And so they're and, doing really well.
2: And our buddy Craig Card's back with uh, Coco Vandewey. Van Vandewey. What do you think about Coco? The other Coco. But everybody goes
0: back to the ex-wives. It's interesting. Not yeah. <laughs> to tell him that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Killer and Cardin, both right. Yeah. Oh
1: my God. Well, uh, it's my friend Jeff Coleman lives in Dallas, so he knows Craig pretty well too. That's so, right. Um, yep. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a good friend of Craig. Uh, he's yeah, a great yeah. coach. I mean, look, I mean, these guys know the game so well. They they've been around, so they know these girls. They know how they play, and uh, it's always good to go to somebody that you feel comfortable with. So I think she's making a smart move.
2: Yep. Yeah. Smart. So overall, who you're gonna who are you gonna think? Do you think Serena gets it again? Do you think she pushes 24 into into the uh, record book?
1: Well, it'll be it'll be kind of poetic to do that. I mean, I just saw her uh, because she lives here at, at uh, Bella Nile, not too far from us. Right. And uh, I had to play an exhibition in her place because it uh, she had hurt her leg or something right before she left, but she oh, was really? just just precaution; she didn't want to play on clay, so. So I stepped in and hit a few balls with the kids and with her were there, and she was talking about it. And, uh, you know, she was actually talking about chasing number 24. So, really? Excellent. you know, she's, uh, she's, she's, she's dialed in for it for this year. If it doesn't happen here, she's definitely got a shot at Wimbledon, and then maybe, definitely the French will probably be a little bit more difficult.
0: You're right. guys nice.
1: uh, I think, uh, you know, she's got three out of the four on her side. So, um, you know, she's fresh. Um, I think she's probably got a better attitude this year at the Australian than that I've seen her have before. So... No, I think uh, it'll be great if she breaks the record, or uh, so forth. So it'd be awesome. She deserves it. She's uh, she's been an amazing athlete for a very very long time. Remarkable champion. Yeah, yeah. Are you
2: are you going the field or are you going Serena? I'm going to ask you that question. I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you the field and I'll take Serena. What do you think? Uh, you take okay. okay
1: you, so you take Serena.
2: Yeah. Then
1: then I'm going to take uh, then I'm going to take.
2: Uh, you can Shaka. have the field. You can have all hundred one twenty seven else. No, I'll
1: narrow
2: it down to Osaka. How okay, all right. Osaka, Osaka. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow, interesting, interesting. Uh, I, I like Osaka. She just looks like she's always—I hate to say—constipated. But she just doesn't look like she's having fun out there right now. I just can't. No. She just. Uh, well, she looks. She
1: sometimes. Uh, she, she she sometimes looks a little bit disinterested,
2: but I think she is. You think she? Okay. Yeah. She. I mean, she's obviously a great player. I'm not yeah. trying to put her down. playing Boy, head. she just sometimes she just doesn't look like. She's, the enjoyment's there. And I, I think yeah. you got to enjoy a little bit of what you're doing. Not that you have to smile after every point and you have to go vamos every time or, you know, ale, 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 you know, whatever. Ale. Yeah. Ale, you know,
1: but. Well, uh, I think uh, some of them might have to get to the PR agency and get a little schooling, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's for another
3: conversation.
2: Well, that yeah. is, that is. Maybe the Japanese are telling her to be stoic. You know, she's supposed to be stoic now that she's Japanese yeah. instead of American. Instead of Haitian or American, She, yeah. she turned Japanese. Turning, she's Japanese, turning Japanese. The Vapors. The Vapors. Johan doesn't remember oh, the Vapors, do you? He definitely remembers that band. <laughs> turning Japanese. See, these esoteric <laughs> references to the 80s, we're back, you know, we're product of the 80s, too. So.
0: I, I really think so. I think we're turning Japanese. <laughs> I really think oh, so. Boy. All right, oh, men, boy. let's go to the men. Trouble. <laughs> That's trouble. Let's, let's move to let's the men. Let's go to the men's singles draw, Johan. All right. What you got? Hang on.
1: Um, no, I mean, hands down, we got to go with the uh, Jockovich. Millbacker. No, uh, But I would say my dark horse is Roger only because he hasn't played and he was just quietly going about his business. So he's probably in the best physical shape and uh, mental shape. So he wants to... uh you know, I mean, I feel so bad that he won, that he lost that that Wimbledon finals because he really should have won. I mean, he served up the middle and Djokovic was going the other way, so yeah. that net court was an inch in his way, and that, that was the that was the title. It was just unbelievable. So, um, I would like to see Roger win this one, and then uh, maybe maybe do well at the Olympics, and then say adios. I that's up. probably, what, but that's probably what I would have done. Well,
2: yeah. he, he didn't pick Rafa. Why, he didn't pick you, Rafa?
1: Yeah, Johan is a very, uh, a smart no, guy. He's always a contender, but I think that he's had so many issues already. And, uh, you know, he, this is the first time I don't think he's ever taken time off. I mean, yeah. he played those exhibitions. He's going to play, listen to this, he's going to play the Australian Open, then he's going to go to South Africa and play February 7th.
0: That's right. In, that,
1: uh, in Cape Town, Massive match. Mass. To but I'm not going anymore. So, uh, um, you know, it's just that uh, he's, he's just... I think he's seeing the writing on the wall physically too, maybe he's just backing it in you know, he's just yeah. making as much money as he can uh, to play all around the world and, and, and burn it up you know, burning yeah. it as, as hard as he can but uh, I think Federer has managed his schedule a little bit better so yeah. I think he's a little bit fresher
2: So Rafa, he's not picking you, he's not picking you Rafa what do you think about that?
0: Well, I, I full respect for Johan, he's a much much better player than me and I will I work will hard. <laughs> I will do my best. I will embrace but his the. His forehand hit. is not very good because he has eastern forehand grip. <laughs> eastern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Rafa doesn't even know where the eastern grip is. No, if he, if he does, if he does, he uses it on his slice backhand. Yes. If,
1: if I nothing, think he uses the eastern forehand grip on his racket right <laughs> to push the button for the elevator. That's the it. only way I will get the eastern forehand
0: grip. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. Just this, only. Yeah. Well, it's funny. <laughs> So that was good. Uh, good material on those on those big three, but um, who is fourth seed? Medvedev. I know you're a fan of Medvedevs, and maybe you yeah, can I talk would say about. Yeah, my
1: dark horse is him. Uh, I would say the the the, the winner is going to be between Djokovic and Federer, perhaps. Uh, Medvedev has got to be my 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 close second third yeah. pick. I like the way the guy plays. He plays different from the other guys. Yeah. He's, uh He looks almost homemade in some aspects of his shots but he's just such a you know he was he made me a huge fan after that finals against Djokovic against Nadal in yeah. the finals of Australia US. the US open, US
2: yeah. open. Yep.
1: and uh, you yeah know, the guy is just uh, he's just a beast and uh, yeah i mean he's an exciting player he's uh, he's not quiet uh, so yeah. he's great for pr but he's
0: um, he is, he is yeah. not alexis
1: no <laughs> <laughs> i think i think he's like a uh, He's like an Audi RS8. You know? yes. he's, he's, he's all over the highway, and he's a station wagon, and nobody believes that he <laughs> can go that fast. And, and he
0: does, and he goes five sets with an all-time great in, a, in his first slam final. Does he have a wood paneling yeah, on he, the and side? He, and, he, and he looked like he
1: was completely blown out, and then he pushes the guy to the wall and almost beats him. I mean, unbelievable. Yes, he did. I
2: mean, legitimately, I think Rafa knew that he was yeah. in a match.
1: Yeah.
0: Or,
2: or joking. He, if Rafa, was Rafa lost that
0: rough, final yeah. service game, I think he, would have, he was kind of back at me that would have been amazing,
1: yeah, that
2: fifth. Yeah. So what, what about Dominic Team? Do you like Team? Do you like the Austrian?
1: I like Team because I like Austrians in particular. I have yeah. a lot of friends there. Um, but he hasn't really done much. I mean, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's been playing well, but he hasn't really, uh, you know, in my opinion, I don't think he's hit he's, his he stride. But I would have thought he would have broken through already and won a slam, honestly, for the yeah. quality of shots that he has. But he's always just a little bit off at those moments that I call mega moments. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't, see, he seems to hit the net quarter. He seems to just pass it and then uh, misses it. And, uh, you know, the, the, the great champions seem to elevate themselves at those absolute mega moments like a Connors or a McEnroe or a Bork mm-hmm. and an Ed Berg and a Federer, those types of guys. They just, just you know, just lift themselves up at certain moments. And uh, he just hasn't, he just hasn't for me
3: you know yeah.
1: I like him a lot I think he's, a, you know, I mean, he's one of the best ball strikers on the, on the tour probably one of the fittest guys on the tour but you know it takes a little bit more than that to uh, to win these majors but you yeah. know there's some really stiff competition ahead
2: oh my gosh yeah, yeah. What, what about the Greek uh, Tsitsipas yeah
1: Stefanos Tsitsipas you know he, uh, he he's, he's now he's now abusing the family so
0: I saw you know. that <laughs> hey, when, <laughs> what the hell was that when he I hit mean, he his dad in the elbow, and he hits his dad. I mean, that <laughs> is, he's not very
2: accurate. <laughs> he's going to time out. <laughs> he does. I think his mom that put was him the funniest
1: in funniest scene. His dad was so incensed that his mom gave him such a tongue lashing afterwards. <laughs> That's
0: great. It's it's good to see that the marriage is that healthy. That's wonderful. The, you don't want to
3: mess
1: with mom. No Come way.
0: On. No. Russian mom bear. No way.
1: Oh my goodness! But uh, no, it, uh, it's good to see uh, Kevin Anderson, Sal African, mm-hmm. back in, uh, in the saddle. I mean, yeah, knee yeah. surgery, so he's, he's doing well. I mean, he pushed Djokovic, and uh, yeah, he's played well in the. ATP Cup and yeah. uh, Lloyd Harris did really well in, uh, in, in the last week
0: so yeah actually uh, just uh, South Africans uh, two
1: South Africans that are playing on the tour so you know unfortunately no South African women playing in a women's
0: draw none no, that's none. interesting yeah um, I was talking to Isaac Vandermeer just a few hours ago and he mentioned Lloyd Harris and Raven Klassen with a lot of success in Davis Cup uh, and, right. uh, and I think it was ATP Cup so there's some nice momentum on the men's side yeah
1: yeah it uh, says no women. I don't see any. But uh, it's funny. I have a top 14-year-old from South Africa training with us now. Oh, cool. Um, Full-time. Th- so,
0: What's her name? Uh, her name
1: is uh, Michaela Fouri, F-O-U-R-E. She's Fouri. a really nice family, and uh, we're trying to help her. So. Oh, awesome. Uh, Still a long way to go. She's a lefty. She's yep. a very strong girl. She's 5'9". She's 14. Oh, wow. And uh, we, we need to, uh, yeah. There's, a, there's still a bit of work to do on yeah. some of the things, but she's a she's a good ball striker, so I'm trying to help her out.
0: How often do you get to hit with her? Every day. Every day, daily at your academy. Yeah. Now She's
1: working
0: every day. Wonderful.
2: What? what, and, what, uh, what about our American guys? Where, where? Where? Where are we? Where are we going? Are yeah. is there any? The big John is there. That's the only guy we really have 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 around at the time. I mean, we have some kids in the back, but it just seems yeah, like... like
0: Taylor Fritz or Francis Tiafoe. Tiafoe. TFO I mean where, where are we Johan
2: how come what, what's, what's, what gives uh,
1: man that is such a loaded question it's I a mean, biggie I, I honestly don't know how to answer it but I actually posted somebody sent me a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of opinions and there was one super duper coach that didn't want to be named
0: yeah <laughs> anonymous I think his name is anonymous
1: yeah his name is anonymous it's and a Greek uh, it's an ancient Greek name <laughs> there was something written by Peter Bodo there was a couple other guys Richie
0: Rennerberg was one of them
1: And uh, I I thought everybody had very valid points. Richard Rennenberg said something. I just think that, um, you know, tennis is a a very individual sport. And in America, we don't necessarily get the best athletes to play tennis. I mean, the best athletes go into uh, team sports in this country. You can see how fast soccer has grown. You see how lacrosse has grown. You see how rugby in high school has grown. Rugby. Uh, and you have all these other sports that siphon off all these good athletes so tennis is a very insular sport it's a one-on-one and uh, it's extremely expensive to get very good at it and uh, you know maybe there's some other factors that we think that we can just throw money at people and then that'll happen that's not the case yeah um,
3: we, we otherwise
1: we would have uh, 30 people in the top 100 the way that the USDA has made money available to players in the, the systems that were in place with, for Americans. So but, money's not, um, money's you know, not the a, answer. I, you can't really pinpoint. I think it's a whole plethora of things. And then Ken has also completely changed in the Eastern Bloc. Uh, you know, the Russians, uh, uh, you know, the Soviet Union didn't exist. And so everybody came out of Czech, Czech Republic, Croatia, Slovakia, yeah. uh, Poland, and so forth, and you know, so you suddenly have this huge desire of these kids, you know, see these superstars. And then, you know, it's funny. I think that every country, and there was an article about that in one of those guys' letters that were talking about, how come when Borg came out, every Swede after that was like a number one player? I mean, it was like unbelievable. Something you got know, like, you
0: know, Ed Yaris, Neustrom,
1: Jared, Nyström, all these guys came Sundstrom. out, they were number one in singles or number one in doubles. I mean, yeah. a small country the size of half of New York City. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. And then you have, you know, now you have Djokovic and stuff. I mean, Djokovic was not even number one junior in the world. He was 74th on the idea. So it just shows you, you can never know where it comes from. And, and once these countries have these superstars that kids get so excited about that, and there's so much TV about that sport in their countries. Yeah. That uh, that that inspirational thing uh, pulls them along for at least a decade or two.
2: Is it is it kind of like I equate it to cities? Maybe like if if uh, like the Patriots. Win the the Super Bowl, then all of a sudden the Red Sox seem to do well. The Celtics do well. Yeah. Is, is there kind yeah. of, is it momentum building? Maybe if we had somebody doing really well, then all of a sudden everybody kind of looks up to that person and goes, "Hey, I want to be like you know Johan Creek, you yeah. know down in South Africa." And all of a sudden, well,
1: it's it's funny. I mean, I had a South African uh, friend of mine, uh, you know Donnie Fisser, who's uh, mm-hmm. was number one or two. Good. in remember well, Donnie, yeah. His family took me in when I went to boarding school. I would go to his house and take a nap on a Sunday and play tennis with him on their court in Pretoria.
2: Hopefully not at the and, same time.
1: <laughs> and Donnie is a great guy. He lives now back in Palm Springs. But, uh-huh. um, you know, many, many years ago and that stuck in my head forever. Um, he came to me one day and we were, I forgot where we were, but, uh, you know, he, we were at dinner and I was just talking and maybe he had too many beers. And uh, he said, you know what, uh, the reason why I'm here is because of you and I go, well, how the hell do you figure that?
3: <laughs>
1: and uh, he said, no, I mean, you know, after you became the superstar South African in tennis, um, we all just said, well, if he can do it, maybe we can do it. Yeah, and that's uh, true. I mean, I never thought of it that way. But uh, you saw for how long the Aussies were number one in tennis and then they disappeared. And now they have some good players. Mm-hmm. But never at the dominance that they had in the 50s and 60s.
0: Yeah, that was unbelievable. Uh, and yeah, America
1: was up there, and then you had the Sampras, Agassi, Connors, McEnroe. Yeah. You had all these other guys come along, and then Sampras, uh, Agassi was the superstars, and then Roddick was the last one. And, you know, and then he sort of cooled down. And there's no one particular reason. I just think that uh, everybody else elevated, and maybe we did not have. The best athletes for a period of time come and play men's tennis. So, uh, who knows? Who knows what the real reasons are? But money is not the not is not the answer. Yeah. I think uh, there's there's many other things uh, that play at this.
2: Mm. So what about uh, so your choice? You're going to go Joker and Medvedev, right? Any other guys? What about like Sasha's there? What, what's where's he going? Is he seems like he's just kind of going around in circles, kind of trying to catch his tail. He had not done really anything in you know, over a
1: year. Well, I think. Uh, I, I don't know why he left uh, Lendl. I thought Lendl was such a taskmaster that maybe yeah. he didn't like his style or something. But uh, I really thought that was kind of strange that he left. But, you know, there's this is Italian guy. Um, what is his name? Uh, Bertini. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Matteo
2: Bertini, right. Number 18. I like
1: that guy a lot. Yeah. I will pick think him as a dark horse. He gets the ball. He, he murders the ball. He's Mur- a strong Earth. guy. He's very, very athletic. Yeah. Um, you know, he's... Uh, He's, 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 he's maybe a dark horse. He played really well at the, uh, the uh, U.S. Open.
0: U.S. Football. Open. He had a lot of chances in yeah. there
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that kid. And
1: uh, so he's an up-and-coming guy, too. He, he's probably nipping at the at the teams and he passes, too. He's, he's around. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to pick him. But I would say probably my two picks is, uh, is, uh, is Djokovic, one, yep. Federer, two. Nadal, I think, is too tired. I yeah. think he might get injured and leave early. Who knows? And then... Uh, and then I would say Medvedev, and then maybe the Berrettini as
0: a asterisk at the bottom of it. Yeah, it was kind of a dark horse there. I, I did notice. Uh, I believe it's the fourth round that um, that Rafa would maybe earn a matchup with Nick Kyrgios. Yeah,
1: I would say there's no. They are not exchanging niceties. No. That, it'll be basically a coin slip, a glance at you, and then well, let's go. Let's go. I so. think he might kick his water <laughs> bottles again. <laughs> That's so uh, funny. Yeah, no, Nick, Nick, uh, Nick is not a big fan of Rafa, and I don't think Rafa is a fan at yeah. all. So uh, yeah. let's put it that
0: way. I think he called,
2: he called them all out, did he really? I think he and Joker, remember it, down at the ATP Cup, he was he having did. a few fosters or yeah, you know, yeah. and going back and, and cheering against uh, Joker and those guys?
0: Yeah, well, he, I know Joker um, played it off very nicely. He said, you know, I know Nick is big buddies with the French guys like Gaël." And uh, really, all the French guys. So I think. Well, Nick, bit, what what Shannon, were you actually, actually doing there, Nick? Oh, mate, You call yourself a journalist. I mean, do your homework next time, right? Piss off. Next question, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no. It's, it's fun to see these guys banter. It's kind of fun. It's yeah, that fun. is fun. Yeah, it
2: kind of makes it kind of yeah. yeah unique. I think that when Connors and McEnroe were around, uh, that was kind of good. Good theater. So it's good to have a little. Uh, I wouldn't say wrestling going on but it, it makes a yeah, little
0: fun. hot sauce little oh, hot sauce. i love so, the hot, so, hot sauce never hurt anybody never it's in fact it's good for you it's good for the game for sure and, and i you mentioned Zverev, uh craig uh sasha uh I, I don't know if he tweeted or he said it in a presser but he said that uh, you know there are a lot of guys a lot better than nick you know that kind of thing and i thought wow mm. you, you're you're in a slump you don't have lendl you are, uh, you know, you need some fuel. Is this you want to pick a fight with the local the, the guy the guy that all of a sudden came good and a lot of these people who hated Nick are, are behind They're him behind now. him now yeah yeah no uh,
1: no I saw that uh, Berrettini already won
0: yes uh, all right
1: uh, he won in straight three one and three against Harris uh, America, uh, Australian guy Uh-huh. It's it's like too but yeah I um, yeah I, I I I think that. Uh, you know, Zverev was maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed because he, he picks fights with this guy, and obviously you don't do that in Australia with this guy.
0: That was silly, yeah. Especially with, a lot of
1: people that like Nick because of the way he is, and he, he ingratiates himself within yeah. Australia very quickly. But, uh, yeah, I, um, I just wish the guy would win a Grand Slam or we'll see tennis explode. I mean, I think uh, I am fully he'd be the perfect millennial to pull that new crowd <laughs> into this sport, and I think uh, somebody's got to get a hold of Kyrgyz and see him to get him turned around a little bit and,
2: I, 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 I saw him and Rusty talking to each other. I, I didn't think Rusty liked him. Lay, and su- Hewitt. suddenly, Hewitt and him—they uh, are mates.
0: Yeah, it was really good synergy at the ATP Cup.
1: I have
2: no idea how that happened. <laughs> hey, it's like Sonny and Cher again. It's you
1: know? that, I guess, yeah. uh, I guess it's like you know, like like uh, President Trump. I mean, you know, he can he can uh, he can let loose with a couple of tweets, and then he's then he you see them uh, having high fives at dinner the next night. You
0: know? <laughs> it's the it's the magic of uh, the
2: magic of team sports. So, so he and Nancy um, Pelosi really don't. They really like each other. He and Nancy Pelosi are really are good. They're they're good. Yeah, can you yeah. imagine them high fiving each other at the dinner? Okay? <laughs> That would be Amazing. unbelievable. I would pay to see that. That would be unbelievable.
0: <laughs> That's so funny.
2: Hey, it's just a joke. We, we actually like each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we did not uh, to make the praise go berserk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that happens sometimes. People do that. Oh, just t- TMZ would love a, oh. a few pictures of them having dinner together. Oh, and my God. Oh, that would be <laughs> funny. What about dubs? Okay, so. Yeah, let's go to men's dubs.
2: Did you ever then... play men's doubles down there? Did you ever go down and, and play some dubs on at the offshore? Um, yeah, I had
1: uh, I had some pretty decent success in doubles. I, um, I made it to the Masters one year in London. Awesome. With my buddy, uh, Kelly Everton. We won a couple of tournaments early mm-hmm. in the year, and then we sort of caught fire. And I said, it'd be silly if we don't try and push it. Yeah because we're top three in, a, in, a, in the world now as a team and then we actually made it we played really hard through the year and uh, Kelly Everton from New Zealand and I yeah, yeah. one month and uh,
3: you know I kept them sober enough to play the tournament
2: <laughs> <laughs> you kept him. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty hard so, to no. get in New Zealand the Kiwis they like to have a beverage or two too don't they they deserve it
1: well, you know, they talk a big game, but us South Africans, we are uh, we are no slouches. <laughs> you can make you can you
2: can uh, go pint for pint with them, huh? <laughs> uh, we we
1: we can
0: definitely uh, put the brandy away, so Love it, brandy. So, what about in the men's Do You see
2: anybody that? Uh, uh, I mean, you're making seven sixty to win the thing. That's not a bad
0: paycheck. Yeah, almost a million bucks, three quarters of a million.
1: That's unbelievable. I mean. Uh, just amazing but uh no i mean i don't really follow the, the double so, so much but herbert and mahout obviously number one seed yep, i mean yep. those guys uh, uh have been super solid i've uh, been playing unbelievable tennis so you know um i don't know late knew it but wild cards with thompson
0: <laughs> <laughs> jordan thompson
1: tombo as they call him uh, a whole bunch of aussies playing so I yeah i would say probably the same old crowd top to bottom is going to probably do pretty well I mean Kubat I like the guy because uh, he served the volley against uh, Jerzy Yanovich way back in uh, Wimbledon semis I for, remember uh, quarters. and uh, yeah and uh, Jerzy Yanovich beat him finally but Kubat was 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 Absolutely serving and volleying him off the court on grass. And that was a few years
0: ago. Oh, he's so good. Um, and in he's doubles. So good.
1: I like I like the way he plays. He and Melo are a very good team together. So I would say, yeah, I will pick those. Either one of the first or second seed, probably
0: going to win. Yeah, Melo is so stylish, dripping with talent. And Lukasz Kubot is, um, is always coming in. It's a good team. That's, part, yeah. one That's one of my favorites. faves. Rajiv Ram and Joey Salisbury. That's Salkrat. right. The American guy, uh, Rajiv Ram and Joe Salisbury, one-hander, Sir from uh, Great Britain. That's correct. How, how old is Rajiv now? Is he he's
1: 56? Yeah. <laughs> he's older than me. Are you <laughs> he, he and B J <laughs> Amitraj, Amitraj he, used to play. He, they probably asked him for his, his
2: super senior card. <laughs> <laughs> I think he and B J Almitraj used to play together back in the day. He's, he's still hanging yeah, around. I mean,
0: everybody jokes about how Rajiv... Uh, Copied the Sampras serve, but I think Rajiv is older, so maybe Sampras copied his serve. I think Sampras copied him. Exactly. <laughs> That's got to yeah. And probably collecting royalties. <laughs> he, hey, he has many rupees
2: over from India. He's, Rajiv,
0: he, he's, well, Indiana. Really. Indiana. Yeah. He's, he's, he's full blooded American. Yeah, he's, totally. Uh, he's t- a good guy. I he, really he can like come over to see us. Sweet, sweet man. I've had many times dinner with him and sat down and talked to him and stuff. He's a really nice guy. What a cool guy. Yeah,
2: Rajiv's awesome. His family owns many hotels back in India. I, I, really? I seriously think it's
0: Carmel, in Indiana. No, <laughs> no India, oh. You're going with Aji. Yes. All right, let's go women's dub, shall yep. we? Oh, boy.
1: Uh-oh.
0: You're going deep. You're going deep. Oh, boy. Let's yeah, we're looking well, here. Top seeds is uh, one of Johan's favorites, um, Sue hey, Shea. I mean, uh, what,
1: one that murders the ball, the other one that massages the ball. How can you lose?
0: How can you lose? That's, that's a rough team, so, yeah.
1: So uh, I would say for sure I, I picked the number one seeds to win it.
0: Um, that's uh, the Czech, Strzkova, and uh, Shea.
1: Yeah, um, you know, Sam Stoser, she's probably 12 seed yep. with her double partner, Perez, so uh, that could be a dark horse for the tournament. Yeah,
0: that's right. Um, she, she, uh, she didn't play well
2: down yeah, the
1: afternoon. Yeah, I, I, right? I, like it's I said, I am, I, I've always liked to see it play, and um, I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, what is the Romanian that is uh, the, the ambidextrous one? Who oh. is um, now can't you think of her name? Is that,
0: uh, is that Monica Nicolescu?
1: Nicolesco, exactly. yes. I mean, I saw her play Wimbledon this year. It's hilarious. I mean, she was taking this girl to the woodshed with her little <laughs> choppies and monster forehand, yeah. slice backhand, slice yeah. forehand, monster backhand. She has a really great at backhand. And she would just <laughs> absolutely ginsu the forehand from anywhere in the court. <laughs> ginsu. And just absolutely destroy this girl's confidence. You know, she could see the ball.
2: <laughs> She's <the> a <laughs> celebrity. So like, uh, like He's like the magician, the Fabrice Santoro, the old Frenchman. That yeah, would, uh...
1: you know, funny. I played my when I first came back to uh, to the tour ninety one. I played in Lyon, and he was like eighteen years old, like uh-huh. a superstar French little guy.
3: Yeah, Santoro, and uh, everybody
1: says, "Oh man, you're gonna play this kid." He's like number one in the world, and he doesn't play like anyone else. I said, "Well, what? What does he do? Does he play backwards?" And <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and then sure as hell, he basically played backwards. Yeah,
0: basically. <laughs>
1: So, uh, anyway, I played him, but I smoked him. I played really well that night indoors in Leon. I was making comebacks, so I was really serious about my tennis. I was very fit, and I was like 35 years old, yeah. and I beat him like 2-2, two and two, man. Awesome. Like, oh, the guy was good, but I didn't think he was that good. Yeah, yeah. and he popped out, man. He was just a nightmare with his two handles.
0: Oh, he had, I, I believe he had a winning record over Marat Safin. Probably, because he would drive that guy insane. Oh. Insane, yeah. Didn't give him a ball to hit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one exactly. of our favorite teams is, uh, I believe they're seated, is Ash Barty and
1: Julia Gerges, the German girl. Ooh, yeah. I know. Craig's uh, a yeah, huge, Yeah, I, Gorgeous. You know, Julia, Julia Gerges. Ger- she Gorgeous. was here. Uh, she was here practicing uh, some time ago, a couple of years ago.
2: The, the and, German?
1: Uh, Julia. She's very nice girl. Very is nice girl.
2: She's easy on the eyes too. Uh, if you did, yeah. if you didn't happen to notice.
1: that's amazing wheels, man. Girls <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, number six. Did you see the number sixteen seed? Before I get in trouble, yep. uh, Kennan and Bethany oh,
0: Maddox. BMS, the American yes. and your Florida girl. Is it is it Sophia or Sonia Kennan? Yes. What, what's the? It's
1: Sonia Kennan. Sonia. Okay.
2: Yeah. Because yeah, we we were yeah. confused. Yeah,
1: sixteen seed. Well, I um, I didn't know that
2: they were seated together. So well, that's a pretty know. good team. Yeah. Yeah. BMS. Yeah.
1: Sonya, I mean, you know. Maddox Sands has had some issues physically, but she's come through and now she yep. has uh, made a hell of a comeback. Unbelievably nice girl. Yeah. I don't know her personally, but I just like her attitude. Yeah, charismatic,
0: yeah. cool, cool lady. Yeah. Well, she's got
1: a beast of a husband. That's
0: <laughs> He's right. right. NFL kind what of nice guy. For that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever play
2: mixed doubles? I know the draw's not out. Did you ever play any mixed doubles on tour? I just you kind of came to me right.
1: I front have
0: of. two amazing
1: stories about my mixed doubles in, uh, endeavors. Please, hear hit us. Let's, Let's go, experience. hit us, man. So, so my first experience was I, uh, I was playing the U.S. Open and uh, it was probably somewhere in '84, '85, something like that. And I'm sitting in Connecticut, an hour and fifteen minutes away at my. Uh, my uh, family's uh, my sister-in-law's house because we were staying with them. So we stayed in Connecticut and I'm watching TV and I'm I'm having breakfast and I'm in my pajamas and I'm like, you know, I'm just like in shorts and I'm looking at it. Grandstand court, second match, Creek and Kuypers from South Africa taking on Joanne Russell and Bob Carmichael from Australia. Yeah. And I'm thinking honestly, my mind is not computing and I'm thinking, I have never heard of another crick in a tournament because <laughs> I didn't enter the freaking mix. So, so my South African girl forget the capers. I mean, she grew up with me in South African Pretoria. We okay. played. She was a little bit older. She played in the, in the team squad and stuff. She just goes and enters me and her and doesn't tell me.
0: <laughs> you didn't know, Oops. and you had probably one hour and a half to get there
1: hour and a half, they were walking on the court, and thank God they said, but who is going to play next, and I picked up on it, and I literally just ran to the car with my bag, I wasn't even dressed, (laughs) I'm dressed in the car as I'm driving. I mean, it was a nightmare. I drove to the parking lot, ran to the court, literally ran on the court. As the three of them were sitting down, I came on the court. I was sweating bullets. I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell? And then she goes to me, where were you? I'm looking for you this morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was a little late. And I, I wasn't even mad. I couldn't even say anything to her. and I mean, we got trounced two and two or you something. Lost it. And uh, I just told her after the fact. I said, "Why didn't you tell me you entered me?" Oh, I thought I did. So, <laughs> so that was that was the first one. The second one, which is pretty damn funny, I um, I, I I knew I was going to play, and this girl, uh, Renee Stubbs, asked me to play. Oh, cool, Stubbsy, Stubbsy. Yep, tall, Stubbs.
0: tall Australian.
1: Yeah. So you know, so we said, okay, we're going to play, and uh, you know, she seemed kind of spunky, and she's a doubles player, and I sort of played. And then I wasn't crossing on every one of her 60-kilometer-an-hour seconds. <laughs> she was starting to get really mad at me. And uh, I just said to well, her, listen, can you pump it up a little bit so I can actually do it properly? Like I said, I have to leave the station too early. They're going to pass me down the line. Oh, she was so mad at me. she never oh, talk to me again after that.
0: This is, this is what happens when you tell the truth, Johan. Sorry, man.
1: I mean, I'm like... I said, Stubbsy, can you pump it up a little bit? She
0: was so incensed. (laughs) Well, I I, I love both those stories, and we will follow up with Joanne Russell on that one to see if she even knew about it. I know she's sort of a neighbor of yours in in a different part of Florida, and she's a guest on our show in March. Yeah, in
2: about a month, a little over a month. We'll ask her, yeah. What her thoughts were on that match? If she recalls that you were just, she just maybe thought you were warming up and you are already sweating and just kind
1: of... Oh, oh, I thought I was doing well in singles and kind of tanked. Uh, that was not the case at all. <laughs> not at all. And uh, I was just so freaking frazzled. I didn't even hit the ball to warm up. I mean, I just used... Oh, it's so funny. That's so but, good, uh, man. Some of these things happen, yeah. It was crazy.
0: So good. Well, um, let's move into our last set here, um, the fifth set, if you will. Uh, Have you read We had Wayne Bryan um, On the show A month or so ago Have you read his book Or or taken in Some of his speeches Or his philosophies On raising uh, Gifted Athletes And artists And academic kids Like his kids Straight A's Went to Stanford And obviously became One of the best Probably the best Doubles team of all time You familiar with Any of Wayne's uh, advice? Well
1: I mean I know Wayne Personally And I've been to uh, an cup a couple of times with him we've done a couple of clinics together and yeah. just sort of chatted and stuff I don't know Wayne super well I just have a lot of respect for him I have a lot of respect for his kids yeah. um, he's, done, he's done it the right way and his, his sons are probably some of the best ambassadors for sport in general and in tennis I mean you couldn't find two more stellar guys that uh, that promote the sport so um, I think they will probably almost be more remembered for how they conducted themselves rather than the just titles. all the records but yeah uh, yeah, Wayne is a is a is a funny man, and he's he's very to the point And uh, I've listened to him talk about tennis and stories he tells and stuff. And yeah, very are similar to what uh, we've experienced and what I've experienced as a professional player for many decades on the tour. So good, you know, uh, there, there is room for doing the right thing and doing it the right way. And, yeah,
0: and and, yeah, I, wrote and I wrote a piece on my Facebook
1: page the other day. You know, I just was thinking about it. And sometimes I do it for. Uh, for my own sanity to get this uh, nonsense out of my head, so I write it down and I put it on Facebook, and I was asking, you know, is it is it the new norm that every parent, every kid that has a, uh, has, a has a chance to become something in tennis, do they have to have crazy parents? <laughs> you know, That's is, a good is, question. It, is it necessary that you have one? And I just don't think uh, that is necessarily true, I mean, yeah. it has happened where people see, you know, crazy mom or crazy dad or both, uh, you know, and... Uh, you, know, it's, you see a lot of it, and you don't always see the train wrecks, but I think Wayne has done a, a tremendous job and done it the right way. Yeah. And, you know, kept his kids balanced. I mean, they're smart in school. They'd be both musicians, and uh, et cetera. So, you know, I just have a lot of respect for a guy that has done it the right way, and I, I will do the same with mine, but I'm not pushing my kids to be professional athletes in any way, shape, or form. If yeah. they're going to become that, then I'll deal with it as they get older. But uh, at this point in time, I... Uh, I'm just happy to be a a dad to my kids and take them to tournaments and, you know, whether people recognize me or not, I don't care. It's just, uh, you know, I'm just around to be a dad. I mean, I want to be exposing them to a sport that has meant so much to me and uh, my little boy and girl are both playing and my boy shows even more interest. He's seven. Yeah. But uh, he's not going to be tall, so uh, he's going to have to be like a Ferrer probably. (laughs) So, um, you know, I just... uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting world. Tennis is going to change a lot next year. I, I don't know if you know about all the USDA changes that are coming in and the, and the junior scene with the points and the whole thing.
2: We it's do. It's, we it's do. been uh, turned upside down, basically, the whole system, it yes. seems like.
1: Are well, you in favor? I mean, uh, you know, it's just like it seems to me, it just seems to me now that I come from the professional side into the junior world because mm-hmm. I'm a coach, is that uh, people want to make – the seemingly mundane and simple ideas that I used to have and come to this forefront with it just seems like it's much more complicated. People want to make it more complicated because they think it's a complicated issue. It really isn't. I mean, yeah. you know, the hunger has to be there. The talent has to be there. The support has to be there. And you know what? Not everybody is going to become top 10 in the world. Right. Let's just get that straight. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a very difficult sport, but... Uh, yeah, there's uh, interesting changes coming, and I'm going to have to learn all these changes. And luckily, yeah. I have uh, this guy Lou Wolf runs a lot of junior tournaments here in Florida, and he's a good guy.
3: Uh-huh.
1: USDA sort of put him on as a point man here in this area for Florida to kind of navigate it with the parents. But they need to do a lot more seminars. I mean, this is this is going to come on high and heavy quickly. So I hopefully um, you know they will uh, do these seminars so people can see what is going on.
0: It- seminars for coaches and parents, right?
1: Pardon me?
0: Uh, these seminars geared toward uh, parent education and uh, getting coaches on board with this, right?
1: Well, I think the coaches, by far, are more uh, educated than most parents. Most yeah. parents of budding tennis stars, you know, the first the, the first time they see this cheating and all sorts of weird things happening is when they go to a local USDA tournament or uh, whatever. So, there's just a lot of co- there's a lot of education that has to happen. I mean, I yeah. just had Frank Giampolo here. Uh, he came to visit me for a day. He had some players that wanted to hit some balls, so I set it up for them, and we oh, just good. sat and talked. And Frank's a good man. You should interview him big time.
0: He, We yeah. should. He wrote the, uh, the ten- Tennis Parenting tennis
1: Bible. Bible. Yeah. yeah, he made the mistake of having me do the forward <laughs> on the second one. <laughs>
0: oh, nice.
1: So uh, he's a good guy. And, yeah. You know, just really knows his stuff about tennis and the mental side and all those good stuff that is so important. It is important, but... Uh, you know, I just think that the USDA has to really, really make a good effort to, 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 to educate the parents mm. of these budding athletes, including me. And I'm a former professional because yeah. I don't know what the rules are going to be like next
2: year. Do, do you think that is do you like the, the separation of kids? I don't know how it was in South Africa, but I know in Oklahoma when I grew up, you just had a draw and you had kids go out there and play, is, and you won or lost. You know, you didn't have, you know, kind of an A, B, and C level. Here in Texas, we have kind of an A, B, and C. We have challenger champ and super champ. Is there too much uh, uh, segmentation of players? Is it good to get your rear end kicked every once in a while, and you got to learn how to get through it? What was it like growing up in South Africa? Just yeah, quickly. tell us about your tournaments. Yeah, your tournaments. How did they separate that, or was it just one draw?
1: No, it's just one draw. I mean, yeah. you, you play your aged group and you go on. And, uh, yeah. you know, And I was just good from a very young age at age 10. I won my first team in, in the tournament I ever played. I played in Nelspray, which is where Cliff so mm-hmm. was born. Oh,
3: wow. And,
1: uh, and uh, you know, I, I I won my tournament with a collapsible RV. My grandparents pulled because we didn't stay in a hotel. We stayed in a caravan park. And... Uh, so, yeah, answer, I mean, us, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm old school. I'm not into this participation trophy stuff. No. Everybody wins, you know, come on, man. No, 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 that's, to me, that is BS. I mean, you got to, the, the cream will, will always rise to the top no. pretty much. And there are going to be some casualties of people that are really good players, but they get injured or they just lost interest or something happened or, you know those stories are, are many 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 times uh, the, the real deal but um, you
2: know the tough will, the tough will survive that's as simple as that yes I was I've was, I tell people I've, I've won my very first match in boys 14s in Oklahoma because that kid was playing up from 12 uh-huh. and then it took me another year a full year of tournament play to win a match I, I did I couldn't win I just and I entered a lot of tournaments it just didn't happen it, just, it was really tough so I didn't know if, if that was kind of like that for you all in South Africa growing up, if that's the way it was in Oklahoma. You, yeah. We might have some – you might play – you know, and then you might play a match, and then all of a sudden they go, okay, uh, you're 10 minutes, and you're going out to court 22. And then, and then, uh, okay, I bring the scores back. Hey, another 15 minutes. Now you're going out to court. You know, you seem like you can play four or five singles matches in a
1: day sometimes. And
0: they were full third sets. Yeah. Yeah, full real deal. So I, 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 I'm just kind
1: of yeah, interested. I, I, I'm, I'm – uh... I'm a little bit old school, but I understand what's happening and why they're making, sh- you know, sure. it's economics for right. the parents. I mean, to play uh, tournaments that they have to stay two or three nights and the kids are missing a school day or something yeah. because right. of the finals and then a rain, you know. I understand all that. So, But at some point, we're going to have to not dumb our kids down anymore and say, you know, there's no outscoring first to four games and you're 16 years old. Uh, Give me a break. No, me. No. It's just not going to work. I mean, you're, no. ne- you're basically... How are these kids ever going to make it to the pros if you you grow up in the juniors playing these shortened tennis? I mean,
2: yeah. most well uh, rock think, paper scissors. I think
1: maybe for lower levels that might make sense, but I think when it comes to the national stuff, they got to keep it as, uh, as full sets. Uh, maybe cool. a ten point go for a third or something like that. But. I don't know. I just uh, I just think that playing four games for a set is, a, is absurd.
2: No, I, I didn't I don't see that one. That's it's, no. I mean maybe if you, if you got rain or something you got to shorten the format cuz you got rain out there and you don't have enough courts or oh, enough that's understandable. Time. But oh man, that just yeah, that that's another topic I could you could get me to, to you know, get off my lawn. Uh-oh. Get okay. off my
1: yeah. lawn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, are you guys aware of the UTR and the WUTR now?
0: Yeah, the new WTR. Yeah, tell us your perspective yeah. on it.
1: Um, I, I, I don't know enough about what the WUTR, I just heard from uh, Lou Wolf that that's, uh, that's a new algorithm that's similar to uh, UTR. Um, I just know uh, Mark Leslie from UTR owns it, yep. owns UTR and uh, is a good friend of tennis and is a very smart guy. Um, I just wish that tennis would become a little bit more unified in so many ways. You know, It's like there's so many people pull and tug on this. Technology is coming on the sport big time. UTR was really good, but that's had some flaws, but you know, that's like an everything, you figure it out over right. time, it'll get better. Right. Uh, I just thought it was the most democratically, uh, you know, it's very accurate. But now uh, the ITFs are doing their insane because they saw how um, how um, how the UTR affected USDA tournaments here in the States too. So. You know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan of UTR point systems. I think it's not perfect. Yeah. I'm sure there's there's some there's some gaps in it that people say, well, wait a second, this is not working. And you know, over time, you you, you figure out where your weaknesses are, and you you're gonna figure it out and make it make it better. So, um, I'm a big fan of UTR, but uh, I don't know where it's gonna end. I just don't know enough about WUTR what it's gonna do, but it, it's coming too.
2: It's coming. Do we have too many alphabet organizations running tennis? Are there too many? Like
1: too many, think so. too many cooks I in the so. kitchen. You do. I, I'm probably I'm probably going to be, uh, you know, castigated for this. But I just I just think there's too many chefs in the kitchen. I mean, then uh, you know, the, look, the, the most powerful guys are the people like uh, like the ITFs and uh, the USDA's and uh, and those that have tremendous monies and you know, money talks. And uh, the fact that uh, that you know, W U T R is now making inroads with U T R. Um, you know, I hope they work together, but I don't know, I don't know, I don't know enough about that situation or what's happening, but, I
2: thought USC, you know, the, big,
1: the big powerful people are the people like uh, the agents of these top guys, you know, that's, the, the top ten guys can draw the tournaments each way, which way, exhibitions, I mean, they have the power, and these agents are massively powerful.
2: Yeah, that's interesting, so like a, uh, Tony Gottlieb for uh, Roger, God,
0: Godzig from Godzig. Teammate, yeah, sorry. Teammate, uh, Rogers Company. Yeah, right, uh, yeah, yeah. Tony?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, they—they're very powerful guys. Would, would, who would be the most powerful man in tennis? Would it be, you know, ITF president? Uh, uh, oh uh, gosh, is, is it Haggerty? Hager, Dave Haggerty. Yeah. Would it be uh, a, a Tony Godsick, Somebody like that? Or who? Who? Who would probably be be the the man of tennis, probably, or a woman? I'm either way. It would it be a woman. Wow. Well, um, well, Mickey. Mickey
1: is Mickey, Mickey Lawler Mickey, Mickey Dan Taylor is the WTA president I sure, mean me. she's very powerful too and I, I, I like her a lot I know her um, she's done an amazing job for the WTA um, yeah I think that uh, sometimes these agents uh, can be so powerful that they affect a tremendous amount of stuff and uh, they're good for the they're good for the players but they're not necessarily always so good for certain things but yeah I am um, you know there's a lot of forces within our sport that are pulling different directions, yeah. and uh, they're gonna duke it out. And uh, you know, but they just gotta be careful that uh, the next generation can take over and, and, and run it as well as what these three top guys have done for the last almost 20 years. Did,
2: did you see where Fed is almost a billionaire? He's up there with Jordan and Tiger in rare air. He's, he's
1: oh, he's gonna be one of the rarest there, if not. Uh, he, he might make more money than those guys. Wow. At, at
2: the end of the day, that, that's unbelievable. I was catching that online that uh, Fed. It's closing in on a billion. That's uh, with Tiger Jordan type money. And I was like, "Wow, yeah. man, that is un- it's and it's not from prize money because that's what a hundred million he's he's made something like that. Yeah, it, you know, another nine hundred thousand. Nine hundred million. Nine hundred million. Ooh, that's, big big that's money. Oklahoma math. Sorry about that. <laughs> I only graduated from second grade. <laughs> You're short about three zeros. <laughs> hey, we're we're short a lot in Oklahoma. You <laughs> know,
1: you guys are fracking like hell. You're rich. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> right. A you. lot of fracking up there, yeah. Right. Uh,
2: but yeah, you know, I was like, golly, a billion dollars. This guy, you know, his brand is worth nearly a billion. He's actually on TV, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, there he is. He, there he is. He
0: looks left-handed on it, our set because yes. it's flipped. is he left-handed? <laughs> it's kind of neat oh. to see. Oh, okay. I thought he <laughs> was left neat. He's so fluid righty, and he looks even better lefty. It's odd. Yeah, yeah. actually, he played lefty somewhere. I
1: was in Miami or something where he played, oh, he played two-handed back-ends. That's what it, it said, yeah. He
0: hit it, just, he hit it just as well as the one-handed. He's <laughs> amazing. It, dude's but, crazy. But a
2: billion dollars, I, I was sitting there going, a tennis player worth that kind of money? I go, man, that is unbelievable. Yeah. I just never would have thought that he had that kind of cash. I, I don't check on Roger Federer net worth on the Internet. i never yeah. done that, but just caught this article that uh, – Here's a guy that I mean, he's so beloved. If he'd be an American, gosh, he would be. He might be a billionaire by now already. I mean, because he, we're just waiting for somebody like Roger to. Uh, if he'd be from our part of the neck of the woods, yeah. uh, might might be in the the billion. But I mean, we all love him still. I mean, absolutely. I, I call him the king. I think he's the king. Maybe the greatest player. I don't know. He'll go down as the greatest player, but yeah. but a billion dollars—that's pretty good. That sounds pretty yeah. good. I'm just trying to get a million. I'm just trying to get a <laughs> You
3: know?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how much money these guys are making. But you yeah, know, I yeah. mean, Djokovic is going to be up there too, Ooh. and uh, he's he's probably going to run uh, uh, run for president eventually for Serbia. He'll <laughs> be that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys become uh, business people, etc. You know. Um, I mean, playing in South Africa for the first time with Nadal, I mean, they're just playing this one thing, and he's playing with Bill Gates in a little exhibition match before the singles match. So, you know, they didn't want to do anything else really uh, to stress out about that one-day event in Cape Town. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there were some other plans and stuff, but, uh, you know, they just wanted to keep it very simple. Well, if you you have Bill Gates in your back pocket, then you can call him up and say, listen, Bill, can we get a billion dollars from somebody to build some more schools Do you think? Bill's going to give up on it? Of course not. You he's going to so, do but it. What, what, whatever events planned around that little event, he's not He's not too keen to participate.
0: Have you ever played with Bill? Have you ever played tennis with him? No, I haven't. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, Johan, tell us, uh, you know a lot about this Cape Town XO. How big is that stadium and how many people you suppose will watch it? Will, will it be some sort of record? Uh, yeah.
1: They... Uh, they they will break the world record for uh, most uh, people in attendance for a tennis match.
0: Because it was 50,000.
1: By, by, by 10,000. I think Mexico was like 42,000. Something this like that. Over, This will be over 52,000.
0: Interesting. So awesome.
1: And yeah. they told me that if they had run this thing in Johannesburg, they would have sold 100,000
2: tickets. Oh, my. 100,000. Wow. Yeah. That, oh, they, easily. That's crazy Excellent. to think about that. That I mean, that's uh, they were. We, we had a hockey game. The Winter Classic in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. That's right, just and the, and, uh, a couple
0: weeks ago. And there
2: are eighty-five thousand people watching that outside at, at the Cotton Bowl. I was watching uh, the the, re- the replay of. Uh, they were talking to one of the players. He goes, "I can't believe there's eighty-five thousand people." He goes, "I've never heard a, a stadium that loud." In, in you know NHL they in play Hunk, yeah, yeah they, they play, play 15, arenas, 20 thousand but he goes eighty five thousand he goes it was unbelievable to take that and I can't imagine a hundred thousand people watching two four people just play yeah, tennis I mean a tennis court is really small yeah yeah that, that's, right. that, you know, that's that, amazing but what's the biggest crowd uh, just are
1: building they're building the court in the corner of the stadium so mm. half of the soccer stadium will be permanent seating and then they put the other half as uh, in a stadium seating that they're going to build so the court what's the biggest and, uh, it should be pretty cool. It
2: what's what's really the biggest cool. crowd you ever played in front of? How many people do you think?
1: Uh, back then, was pretty much at uh, Louis Armstrong. At that time, was probably what fifteen, sixteen thousand people.
2: Yeah, it's probably pretty, pretty loud too. What? That's it? the biggie.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a great stadium. But I like the grand, the old grandstand was for me the most fun because it was kind of protected and it was really close and you got yeah. like five thousand screaming crazies. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Armstrong was uh, was pretty loud when you when you played full at night. And especially by the time you started at seven o'clock and now you're at eleven thirty and you're still on the court and your sister said diebreaker, it gets pretty loud. It's
2: incredible. Some of those New Yorkers might have a few libations too, right? A few adult beverages. Oh, yeah. yeah. There
1: was a guy that there was a there was a shooting in the stands at some point. Some guy found his wife with another guy and some across the stadium. <laughs>
0: At the Open? I didn't know. I
1: did. it was a shooting, and that, that
0: was many years ago, I think. Uh, I, do, I do remember that, 80-something, yeah. Really? I must have yeah. missed that one.
2: I, I don't recall that one. Oh, well. yeah. I was sequestered in Oklahoma. Yeah. We, we, didn't, we, didn't get, we didn't get cable. <laughs>
1: no cable.
2: No cable. We just it's had done cable. years ago. But, uh, <laughs> funny.
1: Funny. I was playing New York. had some crazy stuff. It was fun. I got hit by a golf ball in the parking lot of the U.S. Open Stadium.
0: Where were they playing golf? Was it one of those
1: ranges? now? Near- yeah, I was <laughs> like, kind of, young who's from New Jersey? Joey Bag of Donuts hauled off on a butter when he's missed his putt. Joe and, Bag of Donuts. And he hits this freaking butter and he hits his golf ball perfectly and it goes over the fence, over the trees and it hits me right in the forehead. Come on. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And I had it by John Sadry that morning at 11. I walked in at like 9 and um, got a huge knot on the top of my head from this golf ball and uh, I was so mad I beat the hell out of Sanders.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you got him he was a massive server and a fast court player like you huh yeah he was a, he
1: was tough he was yeah. a good server serving volley yeah.
0: well Johan good stuff again and you're just such a blast to hang with and talk to and you've been uh, just one of our favorite guests of all time so huge thanks for joining us you're the best man uh, any advice for the kids at home or parents at home? Any parting words? Yeah, any part of words of wisdom?
1: Uh, keep it light, make them fun. The kids, uh, the kids have to enjoy the sport, and uh, the rest will fall in place, believe me. And uh, support them in their tournaments, and you know, let the kids find their own way. Let them lose too, because losing is very important to make success out of your sport. Hundred percent.
0: Man, great advice. Big thanks. Have a good sleep. Uh, nurse those kids back to good health, and uh, hopefully they'll be back on the court playing some good ball too. And have a great night, Johan. Thank you.
1: Thanks, guys. I really, it. I really enjoyed it. So you guys have a great night. You, you too, bud.
0: Great time.
2: Thank All you, friends. Johan. Enjoy Thank you, Johan. Bye. Thank you. Good night. Should I, do, should I do the dismount? Dismount, yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 28, with two-time Australian Open champion Johan Creek and two-time... ATN
0: podcast. ATN podcast guest. Right. Yeah, one
2: of our faves. Yeah, oh, man, that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, was we could have awesome. kept going, but I think we're an hour and a half in, so we better. better and, that's be
0: actually done. double our goal. Our goal is to get down to about 48 minutes, like a like a Netflix show. But he had so many questions. He's too good. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah sorry yeah, about that. So, so we went a little
0: bit long. But anyway, thank you.
2: Thanks for listening to season one, episode 28 of At the Net Podcast. Be sure to tell a friend or friends if we like your peeps, and hopefully they'll like us. And that's the tennis news as it seems, seems to us. Good night from Dallas, Texas, everybody. Watch the Australian Open. See you next time. Good night, everybody. Take
0: care.